Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I'm your host, Deb Goldberg. It brings me great pleasure to be here with you today, and it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved, cherished, and blessed. We have a very powerful but fun show tonight on intentions, but before we get started, I wanted to remind you about the other show hosts on Angel Heart Radio, and our call-in number is 347-202-0232. Again, it's 347-202-0232. We would love to hear from you. So call in or join us in the chat room. Angel Hearts Radio's uh, founder is Anaya Joy Holili, and her show is on Fridays, USA time, 8 p.m. Eastern, and Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. Queensland time. The, uh, she's also doing a series called The Ascended Masters, and it's a wonderful series if you haven't listen to any of the broadcasts just yet, uh, but I would tune in. It, it's wonderful. Annette McCoy's show is aired on Tuesdays, USA time, 8 p.m. Eastern, and Wednesdays, 10 o'clock a.m. Queensland time. If you are interested in knowing more about me or working with me or learning about my books, you can find me at debbieandgoldberg.com. And you can also find my book, Are You Ready to Listen God, at Amazon.com. And Volume 2, God's Covenant, will hopefully be out in July. I'm looking forward to that. But getting back to my guest host this evening is Tim Ray, who is the founder of United Intentions Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization with a free online community providing you resources to help manifest your intentions. Tim is a leader in healthcare, a creator of educational programs and business owner, and his experience over the years has found successful techniques to transform worry into positive intention. Tim is also a radio show host and has radio podcasts, The Manifesting Hour, The Good Intention Show, Wake Up Hour that is syndicated on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and Blog Talk Radio, to name a few. You can find Tim at unitedintentions.org. I am so impressed by your passion, Tim, to help people and children understand the power of intention to increase the quality of their lives, and I'm honored to have you on Angel Heart Radio. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Deb. Thank you so much. I am, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm so excited to have a chance to get to know you better as well. You are just a remarkable, remarkable soul, and I, I should have known. I should have known so because anybody involved in Angel Heart Radio are remarkable souls. So you know, you just uh, that's you, perfect fit, huh? Angel for an angel show. <laughs> oh, I like that, <laughs> and that's very kind of you. Yeah, that is very kind of you. So I'm uh, Tim and I had a chance to talk last week and get to know each other a little bit. And um, so I'm fascinated by uh, what you do, what you have uh, learned about intentions, and how you have the passion to help everybody. And can you tell us a little bit how you've uh, found intentions as your purpose? Oh boy, um, intentions are my purpose. Um, it, it would, I would have to say it was probably a fine-tuned process over the years, 
but I've always was fascinated with the process of how our thoughts create our reality of manifesting um, our reality with our thoughts. And the whole process of dealing with our subconscious beliefs and our um, our uh, conscious beliefs and syncing them together, the science behind that, the neuroscience behind that, the, the biology involved in it, the quantum physics, believe it or not, involved in how our thoughts create our reality with this field, as they say in the, in the secret. Um, all that I was just taken to immediately and just lost in, in, in the wonderment of, of this science and the precision and the explanation on, on how our thoughts do create a reality. And so I guess over the years, that where it led me to understanding the power of our intentions was more so that with, with having that general understanding that we are basically energy, 99.9% energy. I mean, that's just a fact. Even though it's invisible, a lot of people get hung up, well, I can't see it. Um, so it's not, it can't be real, but that's just the farthest from the truth. We all have confidence that right now you and I are talking to each other, uh, and it's not that we're sitting next to each other. In fact, I think we're, you know, I know we're in different states, right? you know, but we have right. confidence that the rate, we have confidence that the radio waves are going to allow us to communicate with each other, but that's all invincible. That's all invisible. We can't see it. Um, so just because thoughts are invisible and people have to realize that thoughts we know now are physical properties, are a, uh, are a physiological experience. You Thoughts have certain um, properties to it, such as a, a positive thought is a higher frequency and a lower thought is a wider frequency. And um, so you could define that on, even on a, the type of thought that you're having and what will look like in a wave formation. So without getting too scientific, it just, it just kind of led me to the point, well, if thoughts are really this powerful, and thoughts not just originating from thoughts from your brain or from your intellect or from your mind, um, but thoughts from your heart. Your heart has, has, a much, has many more brain cells than your brain, believe it or not. That's another mm-hmm. scientific little uh, trivia there for you, right? But mm-hmm. it's just, okay, if we have these, if we have this, this thoughts have the ability to create, then what, where's the steering wheel? And to me, the steering wheel, you have the engine, right? The steering wheel is our intentions. It's a, it's a, 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 a thought that's leading the way. It's a, what we call at the foundation an intention is basically a knowing that hasn't happened yet. A knowing that hasn't happened yet. Think about that for a second. So it's not so much that it's um, a, a specific or a unique type of thought. It's just thought with, like, energy, thought with a steering wheel, thought with the ability to maneuver left, maneuver right, go forward, go up, go down, whatever they may be. And so it was inevitable that I believe that the power intentions found me um, or I found that or whatever the case may be, but it made complete sense. You know, now I have the ability to consciously create what I truly desire in, in every moment because of the ability to steer my thoughts in the direction that I want to experience. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. And, um, and it's not easy to do because I practice that myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of the most, cha- it's one of the most, <laughs> yeah, Deb, you're absolutely right. It's one of the most challenging things to do because, you know, the secret, the secret kind of left a lot of people hanging, you know, because it broke a lot of ice and, it, and I loved it because it, it brought us to this next level. And I don't take anything away from it. Everybody was involved in put it together and you still are. It's just that it's very challenging to add in a, an hour, two-hour presentation of what really goes on. I mean, right now, you and I have approximately 70,000 thoughts a day. But the minute you, you and I wake up to the minute we go to sleep, we have approximately 70,000 thoughts. Now, the majority of them, 80 90% of them, are either negative or repetitive or actually even harmful, as they say. So mm-hmm. you're, looking at, you know, you're looking at the majority of your thoughts are not very good thoughts, and it's, and it's not just our conscious thoughts, because if, if I ask you right now how many, thoughts, how many thoughts you think you are conscious about today, the last number you would say would be somewhere around 70,000. But because mm-hmm. included, in that, included in that amount is our subconscious thoughts, and the subconscious thoughts are just that, they're below the, the, the threshold of consciousness, right? And, mm-hmm. um, but there's, we're still thoughts. We're still saying to ourselves, oh, Tim, you're an idiot. Oh, Tim, why'd you do that? Oh, Tim... And it's usually negative. That makes up a good portion of the majority of it. So here you are constantly wanting to, um, like, like we're saying, I want to manifest um, 
a new uh, Bugatti, right, Uh (laughs) to play with. And um, But your subconscious mind is saying, you know, you can't afford a Bugatti. You're just going to end up with a Hyundai. Right. So, and you have this, you have, you have this, you have this, this gap, sometimes a large gap between what you consciously believe you want to happen in tension and what you subconsciously believe what's going to happen. And usually guess who wins the subconscious mind, because it is 30,000 times more powerful than your conscious mind. What? 30,000 times more powerful than our conscious thoughts. You and I right now are communicating on a, on a 5% of our brain right now on a conscious level. That means 95% of our brains are running the show. Our subconsciousness is running the show, really, if you look at the power of it. Not to mention it's 30,000 times more powerful. So, yeah, it is very difficult. But, yes, that's the bad news. The good news is there's a way through it. There's a way that you can start syncing your your subconscious beliefs with your conscious beliefs. And uh, what we do at the foundation, which I like to share, is that we slow everything down. We, We slow it down to one intention. In fact, our little our motto is manifesting or creating your creating your reality one intention at a time. Now, when you're able to focus it down to one intention, and you look at your subconscious blocks or beliefs that may be stopping that intention from being manifested, it doesn't seem like you're eating the elephant in one bite. You know, it's you know, it's a little more you can wrap your hand mind around that, and then you bring in stealing yourself meditation. Um, uh, uh, sharing your intentions with others, getting feedback, using other subconscious techniques like EFT and uh, NLP and other ways to how you could really get to the bottom line of what you really believe believe in with that one intention. And then you'll find that that gap, that gap between your subconscious belief on that Bugatti and your conscious belief on that Bugatti may actually start shrinking and may actually start what we call on the intention scale, getting closer to manifestation because you believe it's going to happen. And that's, uh, that's kind of the magical touch, the magical piece that perhaps the secret didn't have a chance to uh, put in there of sinking our subconscious beliefs with our conscious intentions, let's say, and, um, and experiencing the best you possibly like you can as you grow and learn to be more confident and empowered knowing that you can create your own reality. Yeah, that is that is so powerful and it's fascinating. Mm. And you are right because this all comes down to belief. If yes. we believe, <laughs> if we believe positively or negatively, we then create mm. whatever that yes. is. But it is belief and you know what I found through my own spiritual process is having to deprogram everything that I learned about what life is on earth and um, (laughs) because everything that we learned is programmed through generations of culture and you know your family mind mind control yeah yeah uh, it's it's you know it could be religion societal views um all of it you were and um as I've been going along and learning about uh your belief system. Well, first of all, your thoughts and your feelings are all belief. I mean, they're all mm-hmm. energy. They're they're yeah. all energy. And physical what properties. I've been, yeah. And we're all physical. Our thoughts and feelings are physical. And through my own guidance of what I've been getting spiritually is that um, Jesus calls it our, our karma, but it's not. They're lessons. They're not um, consequences. Uh, they're more uh, energy that has followed us from each life that has um, manifested in all of these beliefs of what we went through, experienced, believed, did, actions, whatever, each life. Um, and that it started at the beginning of humans started of and it it's all based in fear of victimization mm. and struggle and lack mm. and um, <clears throat> victimization and abandonment and yeah. mm. uh, conspiracy. Um, and mm. so when you start looking at what I've been noticing is how the side is a mirror of what's going on inside of you is that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing – that everything that I see is my belief, my karmic beliefs about life, 
that I've brought with me each life and what I'm still seeing, uh, and it's about not feeding into it. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah, not yeah, not feeding into it. And, and you know, we are a walking hall of mirrors, uh, Deb. And yeah. what I think once I think once people really truly understand what that really means, and and you, sometimes you got to repeat it because it's it's so easy to say something quickly and really not fully get the, the fathom the full concept of what's being said. But if we are truly a hall of mirrors, that means mm-hmm. everyone you go out meet the, the the lady at the cash register at the local food market, the 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 person that you're going spending the weekend camping, uh, one of the grounds persons. Um, or it could be your significant other spouse or whoever. They're all a reflection of yourself, of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and if, you truly, if you truly believe that you create your own reality, or let's say you, we, we co-create our own reality, um, we're all co-creators, we're soul creators, um, each, mm-hmm. each and every one of us, then we got to take full responsibility that everything that we're creating, from that, those people I mentioned to your children to everything else, is a part of your manifestation, a part of your reality that you created. So where is there room to be a victim if I created everything that I experienced? Right, but it takes a, I think it takes a lot to get there to just digest, like yeah. you said, sure. <laughs> to just digest that part of, um, yeah. because that's higher levels of consciousness and, and, and they're all, you get, I get, Sometimes I have not digested all that I have learned or integrated because mm-hmm. it's so awesome in, um, that, you know, it's it's so hard to believe because it does not fit into anything that we've experienced here or understand. So it goes against it goes against our uh, our matrix goes against our mind controlling from birth to where we are that, you know, we live in a linear world and. Our experiences create what we believe, and it's just—it's like—it's like—it's like not—it's not just about stopping; it's about stopping and reversing everything, which is even harder to do in the midst of a good run, you know. And right. uh, and I agree with you. And, and and on an intellectual level, that that you and I and millions of others could believe what I just said to be true, but until that subconscious mind truly believes what we just said to be true, then there's doubt, and when there's doubt. There's a not knowing. And when there's not knowing, there's not manifesting exactly what you want to experience. Right. Right. And and this is a process. It just doesn't happen overnight. And it is right. a day. It's a, <laughs> be, it's a, yeah, nice. it's a, it would be nice. It would be great. But it doesn't work that yeah. way. Um, so yeah. every day is a challenge for me of yeah. um, I have as you said, this hall of mirrors, I have people repeating back what I'm conscious or unconsciously thinking each day. Um, So there's my mirror of what I'm like, Oh, Oh, I have been thinking about that. Haven't I? Or, Oh, I have been saying that to myself. I shouldn't be saying that to myself. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and so that, that really helps me when I be paying attention to what other people that I'm around a lot are saying to me, or even somebody I just meet on the street, um, because it starts to help me understand where are my intentions when I have all of this chatter going on that might mm-hmm. be the opposite of what my intentions are. Right. Um, you know, and it, it's brilliant because a lot of like what you're saying is it, it is a process, and and if it wasn't a process, then why are we here? Why don't we just continue off in the the ethers and and uh, and uh, rather other dimensions and start you know living you know manifesting hand from hand thought to hand, right? So All right. It, 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 we chose separation for this experience to 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 have this experience. I mean. Uh, it, it's nice not it's nice not be able to manifest everything you want every minute, uh, and, and if you look at it from that perspective, because maybe things will get a little bit routine. <laughs> I don't know, maybe not. Right. But it, 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 it's the struggle. There's something to the struggle. There's something to the um, to the the learning through learning through contrast. There's something to that where the struggle maybe makes it a little more meaningful. Maybe makes it mm-hmm. if you if you keep up if you keep a positive edge, if you keep a positive. Yeah. Um, uh, a half cup full uh, belief to it. 
Um, you know, and then, excuse me, Vegas. Excuse me, that came out of nowhere. Um, God bless you. Thank you, thank you. But, you know, <laughs> think about it. People, people think things happen overnight, but, I mean, what do we really know what happened with Jesus for the first, first 20 years of, of his life? I mean, he could have been working this stuff to the point where he was able to start making things happen when he turned 30, right? I mean, so mm-hmm. who knows? We, we, we assume that it, it, some people it just comes to, or once you, be, once, you get, once you touch your spirit or you understand your spiritual side, you should be able to start, you know, uh, believing this and manifesting all the time. But doubt comes and comes in, goes and grows and, and shrinks, and based on our interpretation and perception of our experiences at any given time. But I will say this, doubt is definitely the hindrance to manifesting what you want. And I can I, I, I say that confidently. And on the site, we have what's called the intention scale. And on the, uh, and the intention scale measures exactly that, measures your doubt, or more so what it measures is measures your knowing. It measures how much you know you believe that this intention is going to appear in your life. And it starts out from definitely not to not likely to maybe to likely to definitely. And you, and you measure that for yourself. You don't measure by what, how those people believe you're going to be because you're the one fitting your reality, not them. And so mm-hmm. you determine what's your, what's your state of being. Where am I right now in my state of being, in my state of knowing on this one specific intention appearing in my life, where am I on the intention scale? And if you could see that, yeah, I was at a not likely, but now I'm at a maybe. And then tomorrow mm-hmm. you're like, wow, uh, based on some things I'm seeing in my life, I'm at a likely. And so you're eliminating that doubt, you know, one, one piece of one inch of doubt every period of time you go through and you're, and you're focused on believing a certain intention is coming through. And a lot of that has to do with your subconscious beliefs. Where are you on that thinking? It? Is, are, are you closing that gap between believing that this intention is going to occur or not? You know, uh, where are you? And I think if you could just, as an experiment, what I love to do, experiment all the, that's what we do on the site. You, you really come to the site and it's your own experiment, experiment to learn how to create your own reality, create your own manifestation on your intentions because you're learning where you are in your state of being on actually manifesting on the intention scale. Where are you? Where knowing that this is going to occur. And it's only important feedback is your feedback because that's all that matters. All that matters is what you believe at that state, at that moment in time, present moment on that specific intention. Right? That's great. I, I love that. That it sounds like an awesome scale to really mm-hmm. practice what you're trying to manifest. And really looking at, you know, where you are with that intention and that belief. That sounds like it's an awesome uh, scale. Oh, I think simple, and it, it's simple and effective, though, you know, because it is. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's really because it, people have to realize, and I, I, Deb, I agree wholeheartedly with you, and I know you get it. And I know we all have our, our subconscious challenges of manifesting certain things in our life, whatever they may be. And, um, you know, people say the placebo effect like Dr. Joe, uh, Dr. Um, um, Joe Dispenza, they say the placebo effect is only about 30% correct or only effectively it's about 30% effective. I'm like, if that is the case, if it's only 30% effective, and that's because that the rest of that uh, 70% is your doubt. You, you, you have a state of being, you believe it's working, and then you lose that state of being for whatever circumstances, and that doubt creeps back in, and then your mm-hmm. placebo effect kind of goes away. And you, but right. the good news is you can bring it back. You can bring it back again. You, you know, it's all about creating that state of being, as Dispenza says. You create mm-hmm. that state of being, that, that you are able to maintain that state of being. And that state of being is not just um, like a, a, a one little emotion. It's a, it's, it's a dance of biochemical reactions going on in your brain um, mm-hmm. with a belief in a certain, certain topic. It's creating new neural pathways. It's, it's the neuron firing and, the firing and, and wiring of your neurons on a belief. And that state mm-hmm. of being, being, maintain, being maintained, really believing, being maintained, can be done. In fact, we do it all the time. I, I tell people all the time, look at what you do, that you do so well, that you don't even think, you're not even conscious of it. It can be driving a car. It could be um, uh, speaking to people. It could be uh, sewing, whatever it may be. But at one point, before you became so proficient at something, you, were, you had doubt. You had doubt. You didn't know if you could do it. You were kind of learning, mm-hmm. you know. But, but once you master something, that's the sense of where you're on the definitely scale, on the intention scale, you're on a definite. 
Use mm-hmm. that. Use that. Use that state of being. Utilize that state of being where I'm on a definitely in, in some area of my life. Use that general association, that state of being of you know for sure that like how much you love your children. That's a good one. How much you love your child. You're at a definite. There's not even an ounce of doubt whatsoever, right? Right. Use that state of be- use that state of being now to associate with another intention in your life. And use that state of being as your comparison, as your baseline of where I need to be on a knowing on the intention scale um, of this intention coming true. So if you don't know, if you have something you really want very desperately or very bad, um, and you feel like you're pushing it farther away because your subconscious mind is really not cooperating, find yourself an association of something where you do know you are 100% confident on the uh, definitely yes scale. And use that to help you manifest your other intentions that you're not so confident about. It's all about creating the state of being. That's just the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that I liken that to raising your vibration of um, cleaning out. Well, that to me that means cleaning out a lot of the garbage that we've learned and um, the experiences that we have uh, had that are negative that need to be healed, and having a um, a whole new meaning of who you are as a person, um, as a divine person. You know, you're a human being, but you're also divine. You're both. And uh, and when you can get into the higher vibration, which is love mm-hmm. and happy and joy, um, yeah. then then things start to shift. But staying in that state of being... 24/7 is very difficult and um but that is also a place where you start to so when I look at intentions I also look at we have came we came here with a divine purpose as well like you're in alignment mm-hmm. of where you are with what your purpose was and you're going to keep co-creating spiritually with wh- whatever uh, you want to to express that right. that divine purpose, and so I think once you get into an uh, alignment of what your divine purpose was, I call it an agreement that we made with God or God's covenant. That's what my book's called. Is that when we get into an uh, agreement and alignment with what that divine purpose is, everything starts to change everything starts to shift because you've shifted. You are now in the direction of where you're supposed to be going. So, I I mean, any of us can really manifest anything we want, but what we are here is also to get into divine alignment of purpose. Mm, And for each person, that's something different that everybody that doesn't, it doesn't have to mean it's something grand. It can mean something small or but it's nothing small it there is yeah. no measurement or value on what your divine purpose is um and that is how you express love and hope and joy uh through whatever whatever it is is specific to you so no i i listen, I, I, I agree I, I think the spiritual aspect of finding your dharma or your purpose it's almost like the chicken or the egg. What comes first? You you be you becoming your your your, your true authentic self, or you finding out what your purpose is, or do one one begets the other, or one you know finds the other, you know. And I don't know. Uh, you may have a little more insight to that uh, um, rather than I on that. But I do know what you just said is so clear and so um, so clear and so meaningful because when you are in sync with your higher self agenda let's say um mm-hmm. then th- things do flow easier for you perhaps your subconscious belief is less of at a, at a, a at odds with your conscious belief on a certain intention because you are flowing better in the overall scheme of things the overall plan let's say mhm yeah right? and to yeah so to give you an example for 18 years i was a therapist but i was not a but on some level, well, I was also given a dream five years ago and told 
um, and I know this dream came from God, is that you need to go to college because I hadn't been to college. I was in my 30s. And it's all laid out. You go to college, you're going to become a counselor. This is what you're going to do. This is your path. And I woke up the next day and enrolled in college, <clears throat> never, ever thinking that I would go to college or be a counselor. That was not even a thought. And so that me up to go do that, to to start me on that path, and then I went back to sleep. So while the 18 years I was practicing to do what I was meant to do, so like half of me knew I was in alignment with what my divine purpose was, and the other half of me was com- was completely um, unconscious. Like disconnected from myself, not self-aware. Yeah. I called myself an unhealed healer, and so you can have you can have both of these things going on at the same time, which is really fascinating. That you can get right. into an alignment of your purpose and completely be unconscious. Isn't that isn't that so fascinating? It's. I think it's fascinating. And I do too. Yeah, and then, then until I was awoke two and a half years ago, um, then I went through a process of spiritual reparenting, which, you know, I'm thinking about calling my next book. You know, I, I'm looking for a word because what happens is you are completely deconstructed spiritually to remove the understanding of who you are and what life is. And rebuilt, you are reconstructed with the truth. And, you know, I don't know the chicken or the egg. This is kind of what I went through in this process of, and then in the process learning that all of this, um, this ability to create, and we have power that is in our heart and our tensions Mm. have to be in the right place. Um, We need to use that power for good and I think what I, you know, what I like about what you do is you try to look at it on a global scale. How do you, how do you expand your worldview so that you are not just looking at your own little self, which is, right. and uh, I call this all the ego. This is, this is what I call the ego is all of these negative thinking and the uh, smallness and everything. So part right. of this, spiritual reconstructing is how do you look at like we are all one we're all a collective consciousness how do we start looking at things on a global level so we can weaken the people and spread peace and hope um yeah yeah i i call it probably more on a collective conscious level because to me, if it's in our collective conscious, even though it may not be my reality, but it's in my collective conscious, it's occurring out there in the world. Uh, and whatever, the, if this world is a reflection of my own work in the world, whatever the case may be, I, I still have to deal with it because it's my world, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I, think, I think the more we are willing to step up to the plate and take responsibility for individually creating this world, and everyone in this world is a reflection of myself or yourself as a right. co-creator. Yes. Then we need to look at all of what's going on and not just only the so-called perceived positive things. I think what one thing I think that people have to be careful about or what I've seen and uh, not only with myself, with many others, especially in our, in this type of spiritual community is what uh, Till Swan and a few others call denial based positive thinking. And people get caught up into not looking at, say, chemtrails or looking at things that are just negative because I don't want to. I don't want to track it into my reality. I don't want to look at that because I don't want that to be my reality. I don't want to see people being killed or wars. Or what I don't. I, I don't want to track it in my reality. I don't want to see about my losing my job or being happy at my job. I want to pretend like I'm happy. I mean, and what's happening is when we we do this type of denial-based positive thinking. Um, it's only making it more powerful that mm-hmm. not the denial about it, and uh, and a lot of folks will wonder why I'm doing everything right. I'm supposed to be. I'm I'm, I'm choosing the right thoughts. 
I'm not focusing, dwelling on negative thoughts. And time negative thought comes in, I, 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 I let it go. And I call, well, you know what? We have shadow work out there. We've got to look at some of these things. If mm-hmm. it's not in a reality, then if it's not in a reality, why are we, why are we experiencing it? So if it isn't okay. a reality, as Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle says, you, know, you have three choices. When you have a, a perceived negative reality, you have three choices. You leave it, that's if you can. You, uh, you change it, that's if you can. Or you, you accept it. Nowhere mm-hmm. in there he says you ignore it, stick your head in the sand, and pretend like it's not happening. And right. so I think, a lot of, I think a lot of folks in the New Age movement have to pull their heads out of the sand to some degree and realize that this collective conscious or this world or community is experiencing certain things during how, however we want to spin it, perceive it. I can easily mm-hmm. say anything, the worst thing happening right now, pedophilia or wars or whatever, I could spin it in a positive thing where people are spiritually learning and they're growing because there's no death and there's no real harm and it's just all illusion and it's a good growth opportunity. Now, I could say that, and it could be very true. However, at the same time, if your son or daughter is involved in something like this, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not going to just blow it off and say, hey, this is just a, you know, you're going to be getting engaged. You're going to find out. You're going to stop this person hurting your child. You're going you're gonna to be engaged in the collective consciousness of wondering what's going on, even though you believe you didn't create it. Or you're going to say, hey, that's outside of me. I couldn't create this, so that has to be outside of me. And so right. I, think, I think a lot of folks have to realize that, if it's there, it needs to be addressed. If it's shadow work that needs to be looked at, then it needs to be looked at at that level. Um, and it can be addressed in many ways. It can be addressed on a physical level. It can be addressed on a spiritual level. It can be addressed on shifting your perception about it on that level. But right. I just be, I, I'm just very cautious, and I, I give wary to people, and I give warning to people, if it's in your reality, don't pretend like it's not. Because right. all you're doing is fe- feeding it further. Right. Now, one of the things that that's all great, that's that's amazing. And, you know, when I listen to um, Abraham Hicks, yeah. she, uh-huh. she also about um, the, the more you focus on the negative, the more you make it bigger, like what you don't want. Like, I don't right. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. You know, then you're actually making bigger than what you do want because you're taking all of your attention and focusing it on what you don't want but going back to what you were saying jesus has told me um you know for myself and what i need to do it's sort of like keeping your boots around um it is really easy and i've experienced this myself as i've been going through the process of i can get to a place where i'm just floating in star matter and and my feet are no longer on the ground because I might rather be wherever we are. <laughs> sure. And, and, and so, yeah. yeah, so I can really easily not be grounded with my feet on the ground because it's so much nicer to be yeah. elsewhere. And, and uh-huh. I think what happens with a lot of people as they're going through this journey it it's it's you they no longer have their boots on the ground and you know in reality and i keep getting reminded that it is my job to for me because everybody's journey is different um is that mm-hmm. i need to keep my um i need to i need to keep grounded that this is a reality that so-called reality that we're living in and um and from what i have been learning to really look at suffering of what goes on in the world creates a lot of grief inside of us and most of us mm-hmm. do not want to feel grief we don't want to feel sadness that we that we've all learned to push our feelings down and not not feel them and that's what created but that's what creates a lot more intense energy with feelings inside of us is that same denial of my feelings so you know exactly. you're, you're t- talking about the denial on the outside of what you're seeing but this reflection of what we're doing with our own self we're denying our own feelings mm-hmm. i still get stuck with myself sometimes that my husband starts acting weird and I'm like going why is he acting so weird and then I realize oh that's the way I've been feeling the last days and I have not been dealing with it so he's my mirror when I yeah when I'm uh, when I'm not being uh, conscious enough of allowing my feelings 
to, because my ego, this is really interesting. I call it the spiritual ego. It makes believe it's high and mighty. And it says, um, well, you know better than that, Deb. You shouldn't be reacting like that. You shouldn't feel that way. You better. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, I know, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, listen, it, it, listen, Deb, if I had a dollar for every time I've had these spiritually enlightened folks um, tell me that, oh, this is my last time, lifetime here, I'm not coming back, I'm not coming back to this mess or whatever it may be, I laugh inside because I'm like, well, you're denying something, uh, you know, and it's probably now you're going to have many multiple lifetimes because you just believe that, right? But, you know, when your car breaks down, your car breaks down, you don't it, – it's a reality you got to look at. You can't pretend like it's not. You have to deal with it, but the question right. is how do you deal with it? Do you, do you deal it with a, uh, a negative uh, perspective or you deal with it with uh, – it's, it's just something that happened in my reality, and I are my three choices. I leave it, I change it, or I accept it. And, um, you know, and if you have that quick turnover of interpretation of a perceived negative reality, and the quicker you do that, and you're not denying it, but you're uh, addressing it, and one of those three matters – um, then I think you'll find the quicker you'll start manifesting things that you do want more so, and so you can focus on mm-hmm. it now. Does it mean that you does it mean that you need to dwell on that and become uh, a pioneer for everyone's car who breaks down on the road that you're going to be going out and, and, and helping them serve this, serve that? No, you don't need to take it to that extreme and where you're all of a sudden you're seeing broken down cars everywhere because that's what will happen. What you focus on is what you'll create, right? But you could, right. but, but to address that, but to address that issue in your reality at that moment at that time. It's there for a reason. And the question is, are you going to learn through pain as usual or are you going to learn through love? And right. I, think that's where, I think that's where the big piece, uh, if, uh, if Abraham was referring to that, I think that's where uh, I, they would agree that you've got to deal with what's in front of your face and you can't deny it, but yet you don't need to put energy into it. Or as Eckhart Tolle says, get lost in psychological time on an issue. Just stick to the clock time and be done and move on to the next issue. (laughs) Right, right. But if you do have feelings come up, and a lot of times, you know, like if I read the news or watch television and you see all this horrible stuff happening, it creates, within me, I feel a lot of sadness and grief. And so most people. And, And so from what I'm understanding, it is our job to to release the grief and the sadness because we have to transform the energy. We need to transmute it. And, and all feelings, all of these feelings are karmic energy that came with us and, um, and then passed down to us uh, generationally. So, so if you are feeling the feeling, what you're doing, and then you're able to love yourself through that feeling, part of this is self-love is is then you're actually transforming this energy into love and you're breaking down and diffusing the the pattern of energy as a um as part of that karmic energy of what we're all, all to overcome is the, the suffering, the struggle, the grief. Um, but all, all of this, from what Jesus tells me, everything that is there is for a, a learning lesson for all of us um, that, mm. that we're seeing it for a reason because we need to heal it. And um, although it's gone way too far, violence and anger has gone way too far, out of control and and so that is what is part of this huge rising of so many people awakening and doing the work to transmute the energy for everyone else for the planet uh, listen, you wizard you wizard you you are all about alchemical transmuting uh, metals into whatever you want it to be i love it and that's exactly yeah. what it is it, 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 it's transmuting that energy because we're all energy transmuting a lower vibration lower vibrational energy into a higher vibrational energy. Yes. That's what your ego is, you know. So, and, yes. uh, and, and, it can, and it can be done. And it's, and it's magic on one level, and it's science on the other level. So mm-hmm. it, I, I just love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. When, ma- yeah, when, magic, when magic meets science. Yeah, it's, it, that's amazing. I'm going to put our phone number again just in case somebody wants to call in. We have 15 minutes left in the show. It goes so fast. 
it's three four yeah it's three four seven two zero two zero two three two three four seven zero two zero two zero two three two well yeah um it's it's a fascinating discussion to understand that um that everything's energy um getting your head to wrap around that in the first place is hard because we see <laughs> form everywhere and yeah. and so you can know it intellectually you can understand it intellectually but actually integrating it and understanding it is is um a huge deal um yeah i i i, I treat it like yoga or or, or any type of practice where the more you do it, the better you better be at it. The better you're at it, you're better at it. Is where you often throughout your day think of everything as energy. So when you when you're walking um, in the forest, just imagine the trees just flowing in energy. Imagine kind of that matrix moment when Neo realizes we're in a matrix that everything's kind of energetically flowing. So in your mind's eye, you can imagine these things. When you're shaking somebody's hand, instead of feeling, instead of seeing, seeing you shake the person's hand in a solid experience, imagine kind of energy entwining in, in with each other. Just kind of visualize in your mind's eye as you're shaking and, you're, and, and, and mm-hmm. you start realizing over a period of time that, okay, we all are energy. And it reminds yourself of everything is energy and there's transference of energy all the time. Mm-hmm. And because, because, we, because our, we're so limited by our five senses frequency that we don't realize that, um, that there's, this whole, there's a whole uh, atom dance going on. There's this giant mm-hmm. dance going on everywhere. And once you wave your hand, there's atoms colliding into each other and, and having chemical reactions and different things going on and, mm-hmm. and the wind. And it, it's just, if you could imagine that dance going on, if you could visualize that going on every time you move, it puts yourself in the mindset of, wow, we all are energy. And I think that's yeah. the best way to kind of keep reminding yourself that we are all energy because it's, and, and then you realize, once you realize that, you realize how we really are interconnected. There is no separation. It is all one. We're all just one, one little piece here, uh, mm-hmm. uniting and dancing, dancing with each other for this period of time, right? Yes, I love that description because that's what it is. It's a dance. And I look at it as, um, expansion and contraction that it's mm. the way it's the way we breathe it's the way our heart works it is the way the water moves the tides um, everything is expansion and contraction and and that's what we're doing all day long with this energy and we're making that energy contract or expand within ourself based on what we're thinking and feeling. And then we're coming in contact with other people that are doing the same thing. And so that, and then you're exchanging energy. So um, that's why I believe that we're all here to elevate our own energy. You don't have to do, you don't have to take care of anybody else's energy. Our energy our, we all you have to work is your own energy and constantly clearing it and vibra- making it vibrate at a higher level by and and I'm being taught this right now through um, one of my angels is and you're doing that by infusing joy and love in into your vibration into your energy because you're connected to source and right. and and that that source is always flowing love energy to you it never stops it's it flows through us constantly and that i believe that we're here to keep expanding our heart that Mm. the amount of love that we're capable of is infinite and and to go back to when you said that you had some some people had said well they don't back again and that they're you know they don't want to have to incarnate anymore However, Jesus has told me that it never ends because <laughs> knowledge and knowledge and wisdom is infinite and eternal. And so you never stop incarnating because you never stop learning. Mm, I, I'll tell you what, I hope not because I'm having so much fun, at least, at least this lifetime. I'm having yeah. so much fun and enjoying every minute of it. 
I hope this I hope this merry-go-round doesn't stop. Let's keep it running, <laughs> playing the music. Keep spinning, right. baby. Let's keep it going. Right, right. And this maybe you know your souls maybe evolved is more evolved so that you are you are awoke this lifetime, and and I know. I know for myself, I haven't been awoken other lifetimes, so I've been told by spirit. And um, right. and my the, my first part of my life was not very um, nice at all. Um, it was very uncomfortable and abusive. And um, one of the things I've learned is that, and this this took me a long time to digest, is that Jesus told me it's actually a dream um, that. It's not it like those things didn't really happen and 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 I it took me a long time to integrate that into my life because I said I have body memories and I have all of this like I I'm sorry I'm having trouble digesting that these events did not happen in my life <laughs> and he said and he said that it it was it's just a dream um, wow. which is even harder to wrap your mind around about that mm. our life here is like a virtual reality that mm. that we're dreaming, that we're right. making our life the way that, that, and all the karmic stuff he said, this is really interesting. He said when, when we, this karmic energy is all of the thoughts, the feelings, the beliefs that we haven't worked through in other lives, things that we believe that just aren't true. And then we made decisions in our life and created experiences from it. And so that energy follows us. And then, you know, we choose to incarnate and we're born and the soul forgets as part of the agreement. And the awakening is part of this journey, but not everybody wakes up their journey like from incarnation to incarnation you don't always wake up um everybody all souls are maturing at different levels um that the the more you mature the more you're expanding your heart the more your vibration stays in a higher state of of uh love Mm. And and that there's no wrong or right, that there's no such thing as sin, that it is all just experience. And if you think about it as a dream, you're not really, you haven't done anything wrong because it's a dream. You didn't really do anything and nothing really happened to you. Um, right. Which, even, yeah, though which even though it seems very real, even though it seems very real at the time, but you're right, nothing really ever happens to you. And and to hold on to that, hold on to that. It's kind of like with the energy thing, you know. You, you mm-hmm. believe that everything's it's all an illusion. Nothing. There's really no pain. It's an interpretation of pain. Your your brain's interpreting it. It's painful, right? Um, right. So, uh, but you know, at the same time, we're separated from that understanding. At least it, we're in this dream, living this dream world, um, and things happen. And you know, pain can be involved. Um, if we interpret it as pain, I believe it's all—I mm-hmm. think it's all a per- perception, interpretation of it. But um, right. I don't, it's just—it's it, the biggest challenge. I mean, because when you when you deal with your children, or you deal with like a plant, or you deal—you know—now plants scream, or they start sweating when you start to get start to chop them down. There's actually electromagnetic reactions to plants when you go when you mm-hmm. go towards them, or you or you take them, you you, you know, you hurt them in any sense. And, you know, can you now imagine doing that on, on a level of children, on a level of mm-hmm. adults? And it's even though it's an illusion and we could just rationalize or say, hey, don't worry about it. Right. But if, if somebody doesn't stop something or if you, if you allow it to continue or that person who is in the three-dimensional world continue to do that in front of you and you don't, you don't get involved in what degree, then what, where does that illusion stop and where does that illusion begin? Um, right. What role? What role are you to play in this illusion? Right. Right. And and you know, you know that's yeah. Those are really important questions because um, that's where all that neuroplasty comes in. It's all. This is all energy that's molding you mm-hmm. how to think and like molding a child's mind, um, ex- expression of genes with epigenetics. This is this is all energy doing it, and it's like way 
be too much for me to understand it um, <laughs> on a larger scale. So I just right. like, okay, I get this part of it and I, get, I see what's happening, but there is no way that I'm going to understand how this all comes together. Although one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and I put this in the book that's coming out in July, Jesus said that all of our karma, all of those feelings, the doubts, the struggle, the lack, all of those beliefs, the victimization, he said they're all individual like energies and they've been around forever and they are in the core of us as a human. It's like deep in our cells. He said that as, as one one thought, one struggle, one victimization, you, it's one, one at a time. But he said that purposefully they all come together and um, become this huge energetic synergy and actually feeds the ego to do what it needs to do to create the illusion. Mm, um, God, yeah, and, I, yeah, and, and, and I thought that was fascinating. Um, that yeah, and it's it all systems go with the with the ego doing what it's supposed to do, um, which right. it just takes the fear and runs with it, and um, and he and he said it's all systems go like I I called it synergy and that's usually a, a um, it would be looked at something negative but spiritually it is something positive because it makes the ego do what it's supposed to do to create all of the illusion. And um, so he said, it's all systems go, and everything's working as it's supposed to. You see, and, and that's, that's, that's my point, too, is if, if it's an illusion and we're really it's almost too much for us to really understand, then let's, let's play in the illusion. Let's play our right. own illusion. Let's, let's be the Neo in our illusion here. Let's, let's, be the super, uh-huh. let's be the Superman, Superwoman in our illusion. Let's right. face whatever we need to face, and, and with courage, face the fears that are scaring us. Whether, whether I don't care what is going on, whether it's in politics or it's in uh, family mm-hmm. life or if it's in your work life, they, let's, let's be the Superman and women that we truly, really are, and in conclusion, mm-hmm. face, face these fears head on with courage. Yeah. I love it. That's, and that's exactly what the soul's job is. The soul is to navigate the ego, this whole system of energy, and overcome mm. it and, and bring us back to the base of love, to, to go back home. Um, so that is, yeah, I love the way that you said that. Is, is, and it is the ego still getting in the way and creating all the reasons why we can't be a superhero <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> Let, 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 let's give Jesus a break for a while. Let's step up, all right? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's great. Oh, wow. Let the man rest. Let the man rest yeah. for a while. Yeah. And by the way, anybody can call on Jesus or anybody else that's passed on there. You just need to ask for him. Uh, yeah. All souls are there to help. Um, anyway, we have a minute 53 left. So I wanted to give Ooh. you an opportunity to say anything you want to about your. Sure, sure, sure. Or anything. Well, listen, Go all ahead. I want to tell is uh, every, anyone who's listening or will be listening, come to unitedintentions.org and play with us. Come play and experiment with creating your intentions that you want to experience in your life. It's fun, it's educational, it's exciting. Uh, learn about what we're doing with our education, with our children, and get online and start creating your intentions and have fun and meet new people, people with that similar vibratory energy. So please come on in, unitedintentions.org, and we'll see you on the line. That's great. I so enjoyed having this conversation with you. I can yeah, talk here. to you for hours about all of this <laughs> stuff because it's fascinating. It's just so interesting. It, it sure oh, is. Sure yeah. Is. So you've been a delight, and I'm so glad that I got to meet you, and I hope to be spending more time with you in the future and catch it up with what you're doing. Um, Absolutely, and, we will. Yeah. That would be great. Um, So I wanted to say to everyone out there, thank you for listening. And when in doubt, never underestimate the power of prayer. You are being listened to and heard throughout the universe 
and it always responds with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside and listen through your heart for the whispers of heaven. Love you and God bless you. And I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful day. Namaste. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Yeah. Our goal okay. is to remind you of how yeah, much you matter fabulous. in the world. And to let you know you not, that I, we appreciate that. who you are in the world. You can check out I who's on, so when we're on, and, I, I, and who I, I, our I guests are at angelheartradio.com. What's that? Everything is Sorry there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. People can't hear us. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.